Hello, everybody. This is it. This is happening. This is the show. Can you can you even believe it? This is the what a time to be a live podcast. Um, the show where every week comedians Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden count down the things that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast, which is what a time to be alive. Can you tell that I read that? Was that obvious? I hope not. I tried to make that natural sounding. My name is Luke Monis. Um, I am not one of the hosts. I, I said the hosts' names already. I am not Shelby, the producer. I'm just a friend of the show. Friend of the show, occasional guest. Some online would say a mascot of the show. The only human mascot of the show. The only non-fictitious human mascot of the show, which is good. It's a good feeling for me. Um, you know, I've come to terms with that. You may know me as the uh, the guy who admitted to drinking soup cold, which was, you know, something I just let fly. And uh, who also talked about seeing a bird take its own life when I was... When I was eight years old, um, this is a this is nothing short of a hostile takeover of the podcast. I have the RSS feed, I have the codes, I have the HTML. I'm in the back channels of the website where they post the podcast. I have control of the wheel, and I think this is going to get posted. The way this started was um, from the What A Time pod Twitter, someone, I don't know if it was uh, Kath or Patty or Eli or Shelby, someone posted that they weren't going to get enough of them together today, Sunday, to record an episode. So they were going to do it on Tuesday. And I saw that and as a goof, as a lark, as a bit, I, you know, thoughtlessly just was like, I'll do a podcast. And then uh, people started being like, do it. And I was like, I was joking. And then, you know, a few hours later, once I've uh, gathered my thoughts and put my affairs in order, I am now in my kitchen recording a solo podcast, a solo transmission into the abyss um, for – what a time to be alive. So this is um, this is what's happening. We're going to take a short break. So normally, um, if you listen to the show, you know this. Also, if you don't listen to the show, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'm just, I'm sorry. This is going to be too confusing for you. You're like, what is this bottle episode of a podcast that's being put out? Who is this? Why am I listening to this? I'm getting no context. I'm getting no real information about what a normal what a time episode would be. And you're probably feeling very confused. And so I apologize. I hope you're able to stick with the podcast. Um, Normally, it's very organized. They have a regular introduction where they say basically the same thing I said in my introduction, except there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's some music. Uh, Dan Chamberlain uh, does the voiceover for the introduction. He has a lovely voice. His voice has a lovely uh, timber to it. Is it timber or timbre? I don't know. 
Either way, he's just got a melodious voice, and I recommend checking out another episode for his um, for his intro. So normally, if you listen to this, you know that they count down these five things that happen in the week or happen somewhere in the news in the past. I don't know if it's always specifically that week, but it's the things that make the world say, what a time to be alive, which is also a Drake song, which I find interesting. I wonder which came first. I believe the Drake and Future song came first and then the podcast happened. I'm not sure if it's ever been discussed on the podcast. I guess what a time to be alive is was sort of a phrase that was in the lexicon already, so they don't have to worry about getting sued by Drake. Or should I say about getting sued by Drake because he's Canadian? Sorry. Um, I don't want to step on any toes, you know, going into this. I don't want to look up my own stuff for a countdown. So I thought instead I would just do the five things that happened to me this week that made me say what a time to be alive. And, um, you know, hopefully we can go from there. You can give me feedback when the episode comes out. I, I don't know that it will mean anything because this feels very much like a sort of once in a lifetime, once in a podcast, almost like kind of a Haley's Comet situation where it's like, this may happen again, but it won't happen in our lives, right? You know, this could happen in, you know, a few hundred years worth a different person who's a friend of a show, friend of a podcast, or whatever the podcast um, equivalent is in several centuries or several millennia. I'm not sure if this sounds totally incoherent. But if it does, so be it. We'll go down We'll go down playing, shall we? I'm like those guys on the Titanic with uh, their violins. That's a good movie, the Titanic. Little long, little, little sad. Uh, so I don't have a soundboard or anything, um, so I'm just gonna just start counting down the things that made me say what a time to be alive. Number five, or as they say on the normal podcast, number five. I think that's good for me to, for those who crave the familiarity of the weekly structure of the show, maybe old reminders of, uh, what how things used to be. Doesn't this feel like an episode of What a Time to Be Alive during an apocalypse? Everyone has been wiped out in the What a Time universe, except for me, and I'm just doing this from a bunker somewhere in the woods. And, um, you know, there's zombies outside or aliens or, you know, the demons. Pick your apocalypse uh, for this hypothetical bit. But anyways, number five, I went to a restaurant um, with my girlfriend and we got um, brunch and there was a, a couple next to us and they had a greyhound dog at the restaurant, which I have nothing wrong with dog in the restaurant. I have nothing wrong. Oh, a dog barking as I'm talking, telling the story. What are the odds of that? That's so crazy. Anyways, there's a greyhound and it's kind of like – again, I love the greyhound. I think the greyhound is a, it's, it's very fast. It's, um, it's a beautiful dog. But they weren't minding my legroom, I felt. And it's not the dog's job to mind the legroom. 
it's probably I think if the onus falls on the minder of the dog to mind the legroom because um, the dog was stretching and resting uh, into my leg area. And for those of you who have listened to the show before, you know that I'm very tall. I am a very large person and I'm all legs. I have a very short torso. And when I sit down at a restaurant, usually I don't have a lot of room. And so I'm already crampied up under this small wooden table. And who do I see below me? Totally in my space. Again, I pet the dog. The greyhound, if you're a dog person, you know the greyhound is it has a it has a coarser fur. So the petting experience I would say is like six out of ten. Something like that. It's not the most enjoyable petting experience. And so I'm just, you know, I'm eating my eggs and this dog is sort of sleeping. I'm just having to cramp up. It's not, it's not impeding my, the enjoyment of my meal at all. It's just I'm, I'm very aware of the dog because my legs are all crunched up because I don't want to obviously put my foot on the dog. I'm not going to do that. And so I'm like fully just side saddling at brunch, which is okay. Again, I'm very low maintenance, but eventually the one of the dog's owners turns to me and she sees that I'm all scrunched up trying not to, you know, offend this greyhound. And she's like, oh, you can just give him a little kick in the head if you want him to move. And I turn to her, I'm like, are you serious? I'm not going to kick your dog. I'm not going to kick your dog in the head like it's your job to to tell the greyhound Please, isn't it also unfortunate that the greyhound dog, when I think greyhound, I don't think, I think, uh, I think bus. And I think most people, if I say, if I did a sort of, uh, you know, word association test with most people in the United States, at least, and I said greyhound, they would go bus. Not only would they say bus, but they would say bad experience on a bus. If I had a nickel for every time I've seen someone just house a Tupperware container full of hard-boiled eggs on a Greyhound, I think I'd be the Monopoly man. I really think I would. The Greyhound experience – I remember once on a Greyhound, I was going up to Providence, Rhode Island, and I was on a Greyhound bus, four-and-a-half-hour ride, and I was probably 23 at the time, and I was seated – across the aisle from a woman I would say in her in her in her fifties, maybe late fifties, early sixties, and across the aisle she stuck her her hand out across the aisle, patted my knee, which again, long legs, patted my knee and said, Long legs for a long ride. And I thought, this is I'm gonna die on this Greyhound bus. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Anyways, so at this point in the brunch, I'm like, I am not going to kick your dog in the face in order to stretch out more and be more comfortable. If you're listening somehow, I don't think the owner of the Greyhound is going to be listening to this podcast. But if you are, you should be the one being like, here, here, Pippa, here, Pippa, you know, or whatever the dog's name was. They were British, so I assume that the dog's name, the dog's name was, was Philippa. No, 
but it would be funny if it was. Here, here, McAllister, uh, here. I don't know. What's a British name for a dog? Hosiery. <laughs> Haberdasher. Something like that. Haberdasher, get off of that man's foot at once. I don't know. I just said, I. that's okay. I'm not going to kick your dog in the face. Uh, you know, and then so she pulled him back and he slept near my legs. It ended up being fine. But then, like, when they were leaving, I, I said, oh, it's a nice dog, whatever. And she was like, yes, he was a racing dog. And now he he's earned a long, long rest. And I was like, okay, this was a racing dog. It's nice that you've given him a, you know, forever home. But, like, if you're racing dogs, what is, is that legal? I don't even know if that's legal. I guess it is. Horse racing is legal. Greyhound. Let me look up and see if greyhound racing is. I mean, okay, I looked it up. Dog racing is illegal in 41 states. Where do you think it's it's legal? The active dog racing legal places. That was probably not the way to phrase that. But Alabama, Arkansas, where a phase-out is now in progress. What, by the way, what is a phase-out of legal dog racing? What does that look like? Can't you just stop it? Can it just end on one day? We need to do a phase out. It it'll take about it'll take about twelve years for us to fully end legal dog racing here in the great state of Arkansas. The Little Rock Dog Racing Commission will require fourteen years before we can fully find our way out of this. What are the dogs gonna what are the dogs gonna do? They're used to running all the time. They can't just stop. They can't just stop their racing. You know, this is, this is bull crap. Iowa, Texas, and Virginia. They have their teammates, these dogs. <laughs> these dogs have teammates. They have a sense of community and companionship and camaraderie. You know what it's like to race with other dogs. You can't just take that away from them. Iowa. and Okay, so... This is an interesting statistic. I'm on uh, the gray2kusa.org, Greyhound Racing, which is an awesome site where they're trying to end uh, the dog racing um, in America entirely. So this is a place where there are no tra- – this is a little bit – this is a little bit troubling. Places where there are no tracks, no dog racing tracks, but dog racing is still legal. Those states are Connecticut, Kansas, Oregon, and Wisconsin, which is sort of a fun hodgepodge of different – States without any sort of shared borders or values or anything. Or Wisconsin and Kansas, they're close. But not, I don't think they border. If they do, I apologize. Also, so what does that look like when dog racing is legal in your state but there's no races? Can you just race them at the park? If so, that seems less cruel but still not moral. Recent dog racing states now illegal. Arizona... Colorado, Florida. Oh, Florida, it's becoming illegal on January 1st, 2021. So I'm sure our listeners in Florida are counting down the days. If you if you are a listener of the What a Time to Be Alive podcast and you are a schmuck who who does dog racing, uh you have you have 9 months. You have the just Gestic, not gesticulation. You have the gestation period of a human infant to 
race your dogs. And at that point, your, your baby will be birthed and dog racing will be illegal in, throughout Florida. From Miami to the Panhandle. From the Keys to the Panhandle. Other states don't have those. That's what's fun about Florida is that Florida has all these descriptive titles for its different corners and bits, you know? The, the Florida Keys, the Florida Panhandle, uh, Disneyland, and so forth. But, you know, the Keys and the Panhandle. Massachusetts, it's now illegal. New Hampshire, it's now illegal. And Rhode Island, it's now illegal. And uh, so, you know, people are really people are really getting hip to the fact that this is a messed up. I hope that the person who owned this dog at brunch was not someone who was involved in dog racing. I hope that they were just a kind person who, you know, got the dog out. Uh, number four. <laughs> number four, I'm learning how to pump gas. I am an adult American who... Uh, didn't learn how to pump gas. I grew up in Oregon, which Oregon and New Jersey are the only, I think the only states in America that you're not, it's illegal to have self-service gas stations. Um, At least when I was growing up, that was the case. So there was always an attendant there who just pumped the gas for you. You know, it created jobs. Overall, I feel it was a a net positive thing. But now I've been in Los Angeles for a couple weeks and I didn't know how to pump gas. And I, you know, I, I've been in New York for so long. I've never had a car in New York. I was never learning how to pump gas. I've never even seen, I would venture to say, I don't think I've ever seen a gas station in New York City. I don't think they exist. So I was at this gas station in LA yesterday filling up my car and every time – I mean I've, I've done it successfully I would say many times at this point. But every time I pull out that pump, I'm shaking. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go because I have a, a – there's a, there's a virginal quality to me still when I'm pumping gas. I don't know – I don't know what to expect. I – I'm not terribly worried about the static electricity. People say, you know, there's all these warning signs that say, touch a, touch a big heap of metal before you get back in your car because you could – does anyone else feel that they've been getting shocked more lately, by the way? Is that, is that relatable? I feel like I'm going to get torn apart for this. But I, I feel like I'm getting shocked more. Like I don't mean shocked like shock and awe. I mean like I feel that I'm getting physically shocked more. Am I more electro turbocharged than I used to be? Is the are we about to have a switch of the magnetic poles? Because I feel like every time I get off a couch or every time I'm on a carpet and then I touch a doorknob, I'm getting zapped. And I actually, for the first time, have started to see um, like little sparks when I touch doorknobs or when I'm uh, setting a blanket on a bed. And I feel like when I was growing up, you didn't see that as much. Maybe you saw sparks occasionally, but I'm seeing sparks. I don't like it. The gas station thing, I'm I'm just learning. It's a process. I know how to do it. It's not that I pull out the pump and I go, where do, do I where does it go? Does it go in the exhaust pipe? I understand how to pump gas before you before you guys pile on. I understand how to pump gas. I just <sighs> 
I'm not as comfortable with it yet. So uh, yesterday I was pumping gas and I think I just wasn't leaning it into the uh, canister correctly and – or whatever that – the gas valve, the gas hole in the back of the car. I wasn't leaning it incorrectly and it just wasn't pumping. I was squeezing and squeezing. Nothing was coming out. By the way, for those of you who are squeezing the gas thing and then flipping that little switch and letting go and letting it just pump on its own, good congratulations. Good job. We're all proud of you. Some of us have to squeeze the thing the whole time. Okay? I'm not ashamed of that. I squeeze the pump. Hashtag I squeeze the pump the whole time. That's my... By the way, if you are someone else who does that, if you don't flip the little switch, let me know. Get at me on social. Number three. Okay, we can... I don't know if we have to keep... This is crazy. This is crazy that there are three more things that I have to do. We're at 21 and a half minutes. I probably should have prepared some material. But again, this was not... This was not a planned thing. I just... Number three is, I think I'm done with Parmesan crisps. We're getting a lot of crisps in salads now, whether it's a takeout salad or you're seeing it at the store that are selling the crisps on their own. I understand it's a low-carb alternative to the crouton that also combines the cheese flavor, but there's something alien about the Parmesan crisp. I have not been able to adapt to this idea that we are just going to have this new food. Now, I could be wrong. If the Parmesan crisp has been around for a long time, strike me down. But for some reason, as tasty as it is, I just can't get over the fact that it's this new texture in 2020. It was probably around, I probably had them since like 2017, I would say. But like, if it wasn't around a few years ago and it's like a food, doesn't that worry you? I guess it's natural, but I think I decided this week I had this salad with Parmesan crisps in it and I was like, I don't know that I can co-sign this anymore. I don't know that I can endorse this anymore. Hey guys, we're back. Sorry I had to um, take a break. I also don't know why we said we. It's just me. It's just me on my phone staring at a wall. This feels like – this is surreal. And I'm sure this is surreal for you too. The fact that this remains the podcast I believe is a shock to us all. I don't know if anyone's happy about it. I don't know that I – this isn't the life I saw for myself. <laughs> yeah. But here we are. I don't know that we're going to do number two and number one. I believe it's like in 2006 when Time Magazine said the person of the year is you – and then put a sort of reflective mirror-like substance on the front of the magazine. I believe that number two is you, the listener. Um, for everything you do, you are half of this conversation. This you listening right now on your podcast app or on your computer or on your iPad. How about shout out to the to the people listening to this podcast on their iPads? My iPad people out there. Just a bit, your big tablet and headphones. I like the idea that there's somebody listening to this in public right now on an iPad. No headphones. Just speaker 
iPad speaker, sort of the graininess of this voice memo iPhone audio processed once again through the graininess of the iPad speaker audio, which I know some, I got some tech people who are going to really come after me for that. The iPad audio is, is great. Whatever. Number one, this week, there's not going to be a number one. I had to do this whole countdown on my own. So I think as a, as a, you know, as a gift, I, we get to just do four. Um, this has been quite the journey. I want to thank you for sticking with me. Uh, most people, I'm sure, turned this off probably eight minutes in at latest. If you have stuck with this podcast through the whole episode and you are not uh, Patty, Kath, Eli, or Shelby, God help you. I really, you know, this was this is a journey for us all. Um, I'm not going to do plugs because I feel it would be insulting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll see if this, we'll see where this ends up living. This may be on the Patreon, for or the What a Time Patreon. This may be on their actual feed. This may get sent to them and then they're going to go, oh, Luke. We lost it. And I'll go, oh, well, it's okay. I have another copy if you like. They'll go, no, no, no. There's something. The file was corrupt. I'll go, I can, uh, you know, resave it and re-download it and send it to you again. I'm happy to bring you see. No, no, that won't be necessary. Actually, uh, we're not doing the podcast anymore. I'll go, oh, my God, you're not doing the podcast. They'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we decided to go, uh, you know, we're going to do a, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do a different podcast and we'll, we'll see you later or whatever. So, so that's probably the most likely option. Anyways. Um, goodbye, follow them all on social media, and, uh, my name is Luke, and this is it. This is the end.